It's the BBP TV show since 2012, where amazing guests share their digital adventures. Who will we meet today? Small biz influencer? Up-and-coming trendsetter? Accomplished author? You never know who'll be dropping by. And now, here's your host, Elaine Lindsay, the bionic glamourpreneur with Truel Social Media, who's the second most curious person on the planet. Hi there. I'm so happy to be here today and really looking forward to introducing you to my incredible guest. Absolutely incredible human being as far as I'm concerned, but she is also an absolutely radiant guest that I think you're going to not just enjoy, but find really, really deep and helpful and useful for a lot of different things that you may not have expected at the beginning of this interview. Isabel Giraudet is today's guest. She is uh, such a, I'm going to say, multi-potentialite. It's something that's come up a lot in the past year with certain people, and I really think Isabel fits the bill. You can decide. I'm going to go through a few things about Isabel. She's a soul scribe, a truth seeker, a PR expert, an international best-selling author, a publisher, a speaker. She's actually a longtime journalist, and she regularly contributes to Huffington Post, uh, USA Today. And she uh, is also a talk show host uh, with Business Innovators Radio and has a phenomenal new TV channel, which is BXO TV. We're going to talk about XO because to raise awareness about children that are quote unquote different, she founded XOKids.org, something that we believe I know is very, very close to her heart. Um, she's a wonderful mom of three who, oh my God, this just sounds so marvelous, currently lives in the country in France. How incredible is that? She gets to stargaze. Uh, she's into fine art photography, and I have to say quite an accomplished photographer herself, and does lots of cooking. Not only that, ready for this? She's written four books, best-selling books, I might add. All of these things to say, oh, Isabel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Elaine. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you for the introduction. I'm, uh, is this really me that you're talking about? <laughs> um, it's, it's such a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you very much. It, it's wonderful to have you here. And, and something that I, that I didn't say, because I, I kind of wanted to put this in its own bubble. Isabel is deeply into hypnotherapy. And can I say transformational hypnotherapy, correct? Absolutely. Okay. All of the other pieces, I firmly believe, work together to give her probably the best background you could ever have to be a hypnotherapist. Does Thank that make you. sense? Thank you, Elaine. Yes, it does make sense. It does work um, very well in with everything because as um, everyone will understand, if you don't 
feel that you're worth much, if you don't have confidence, if you don't feel that you're very lovable and that, you know, you're in here for a reason on this planet, um, well, it's going to be very difficult for you to show up. So if you're looking at being more visible online, um, you know, you're not going to be very much inclined to be speaking from stage, doing videos, um, writing books and talking about them. Um, so for this, you need to come from a place of, of confidence and self-worth. And when it comes to our EXO kids, EXO stands for extraordinary. And um, because um, like my son says, EXO means from somewhere else. <laughs> Um, and I really lo love it when, when, when he comes up with his, <laughs> with his little nuggets. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. All children to grow happy, um, healthy, and thrive need to feel confident, need to feel that they're worth something, that they matter, that they're seen and heard. It's, it's mini us, right? It's just we carry our wounds and we, you know... <laughs> try to not show them too much as we uh, move uh, around and go about our lives. But there's, the wounds are there. And, um, and for the EXO kids, they have uh, something in addition to the normal loads that most of us carry. It's that because they feel different, they may feel they don't belong. Um, they may feel that um, because they've been bullied, um, you know, that they're stupid or that they're worthless. And that obviously creates um, chaos, misery, suicide, um, and just terrible difficulties in their lives. And it doesn't have to be so. And, you know, um, it's very important to feel that we belong. That goes for every human being on this planet. Way back when, when we were in tribes, if you didn't belong to the tribe anymore, if you were outcast, you basically that was a death sentence because there was no way you were going to survive outside the tribe. Um, and um, it's, uh, that's, been, that's so ingrained. I mean, that, that belief, that feeling is so wired in our brains that as soon as we um, feel that we are outcast, that we don't belong to the group, we... Um, feel that, you know, basically the brain says, okay, you're in danger. Um, you, you know, your life is going to come to an end. And obviously it's not going to come to an end, but what you tend to go into is depression and, you know, you're cutting yourself off from joy and, and uh, from all the beauty in life. And it doesn't have to be this way. So that's why I believe transformational hypnotherapy is a wonderful tool because it helps people just go back to who they were originally when they were born, they knew they were lovable and they knew they were, you know, special. And it just gives you back what, what, what you actually had from the beginning. It was just taken away because of life circumstances and um, led you to believe, you know, something else about yourself and something totally untrue. So this is why I, I, I love this. And the hypnotherapy did, did this come out of your general consideration and love for people, or did this come out of EXO kids? Okay, so um, I think that 
I'm the type of person who always um, turns um, every stone. You know, I don't leave any stone unturned. <laughs> I said it the other way around. Um, so when I have something um, that looks like it needs to solve, um, you know, a situation, I want to go to the bottom of things until I've solved it. And um, the one thing I haven't been able to do with all my PR clients is to help them overcome the fear of being visible, speaking public and all this. And it's, it's, a, very, um, it's, it's a very damaging fear in that sense because it, it, it keeps them from being the great people that they are and to show up and, and talk about what they do and help the people that they want to help. So that's really damaging their business. Uh, you know, the clientele is, is much smaller than it could be and so on. And, and then when it, when it came to ExoKids, I, I, I found out um, about ExoKids because I realized one day there was something different about my youngest son. And um, I did not want to go into all the labels that society really quickly puts on children that are different because I don't believe in different, you know, first, I don't believe in labels. For me, different means good. Different is great. Different is awesome. So I don't see this as negative. <laughs> and um, in France, you know, if you're different and if you have, you know, trouble paying attention at school and if you're not you know, socializing like everybody, um, you get all kinds of labels and people try to tell you that you need to go to a psychiatrist and take medicine and and I was like, no, 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 this is not going to do. I don't believe in this. this is, there's got to be something else. So I started doing a lot of research. And thank God I am proficient in English because it allowed me to tap into amazing resources um, that are in the North American, on the North American continent um, for most of it. And some in the UK too showing me that um, a lot of these issues can be solved through movement to working with uh, the body the energy body meaning yes. the um, meridians that yes. we know has been around for over three thousand years with the chinese um and it can be done with um uh, uh, food and and uh, you know mindfulness you know just paying attention um and all these things so i said okay this is this, this is i'm going to i'm going to buy this this is all good but there was one piece that um, was still missing. And the piece was the self-worth. And I know, because of my own story, and I, I can see it in the, the, the kids and the, the teenagers I help, that the self-worth and confidence issues are huge. Yeah. And I wanted really that one tool to turn that around because it's fine, you know, to get rid of everything else that you want to get rid of and, 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 and uh, from that point of view, function more in accordance to the societal yeah. norm, I will say. That's fine, but you still need to feel good about yourself if you want, if you want to feel good about your life and, and, and you know, thrive. So that's how I, I wanted, you know, I came across this, I really felt that this was the piece that was missing. And indeed, it's been absolutely true and I'm, very glad to say that Marisa Pierce's training in transformational hypnotherapy 
And not only is an amazing training because it gives you that tool, but it is also at the forefront of what psychotherapy is all about. I mean, she's revolutionizing. Oh, yeah. What's the point of talking to someone for 10 years once a week if you can solve a problem in one or two sessions? You know, I mean, it's obviously you, 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 can, you can talk immediately what, what solution you want. When you're in pain, you want this to be over with really quickly, right? Absolutely. And I think, I think it's really um, important to go over that piece. Without self-confidence, there isn't self-worth. And the two are really how you show up in the world. So if you don't have them, automatically visibility just isn't possible. And, and that, to me, makes so much sense that you have all this PR training. You, you were a journalist, you, or you are a journalist. You understand those requirements. And because of the incredible human you are, you've now gone out and found a way to solve that so that, you know, starting with your, your child, um, you can help people completely show up, be visible. Because oh, absolutely. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you. No, no. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because I was going to say, showing up is not about just about adults showing up is about every human being and the little ones or the young ones they need to be able to show up just the same they need to be show up just in the human being um and that's exactly you nailed it elaine um it's so important to remember remember that's why it all comes together for me very well i, I don't make a huge difference between adults and children in that regards i mean everybody needs to be able to stand on their two feet and feel great about themselves in order to show up, to bring their gifts to the world. And everyone has their own gifts to come yeah. with. So, so you know, you know um, why do you think, um, when, for example, we talk a lot about how autistic um, children or people tend to withdraw, you know, why do you think they don't want to be visible? You know, I can tell you why. Because it sucks out there for them. Yeah. Excuse my language. Excuse my French. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, but we can turn that around completely. Yeah. But not just with the food and the movement and the, and the, and the you know, um, inner work. Uh, we can we can turn that first with the confidence and the self worth. The rest is 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 perfect and it works and it's wonderful. But you gotta have that self worth and self confidence, like you said, Elaine. It's it's like it's the number one. Absolutely, and I think by extension, we have to educate everyone else that each of us is different. There's a reason for that. If we were all exactly the same, we'd be bored. Like yeah. so bored. <laughs> and and you know, I, I I tend to think if humans were perfect, there'd be two. Period. End of sentence. So I don't think as a species we were meant to be perfect. Perfection perfection to me, I I, I hate to use the word boring, but it is boring. Uh, when you look at, you know, the people they use for models and 
they don't use them because they're perfect. They use them because they have a, an interesting or jarring asymmetry that speaks to the camera. And it's, all, it's often people who, for one reason or another, do have self-confidence and understand self-worth. Those are the people you can capture on camera that are right within the photos. You can see a difference, I firmly believe, between people who are confident and people who are not in pictures. Oh, yeah, I, that, I agree with you, Elaine. In, in, I would say in, in life in general, um, there is a huge difference between um, uh, the ones that are confident and own their worth and, and others in, in all walks of life. And yeah. it makes a difference when you apply for um, higher education, when you apply for a, a job, when you go for a job interview. It makes a difference when you work in a company or if you're an entrepreneur, how you show up with clients, how you show up on a board meeting. It makes a difference every step in the way. It makes a difference when you, you're meeting your, your, you know, the love of your life. Yeah. Um, wouldn't you rather meet the love of your life both being confident instead of open wounds? that you know sooner or later are going to pester and create problems it's better if everybody's is is happy uh with themselves first then they can be happy and loving with somebody else so absolutely i think it's it's a foundation it would be wonderful if we could um, just click our fingers and it would be uh, true for everyone on this planet <laughs> oh that that would be wonderful incredibly <laughs> wonderful but I, I want to go a, a little into, before we talk about uh, BXOTV, I'd like us to go a little bit into your XO Kids organization. And, and I know we, we've talked before, but a lot of concerns that people have now uh, are about screen time with children and uh, kids playing violent games. And that must be such an assault for children who are hypersensitive is what I believe part of, of uh, being on the spectrum for one thing is that has to be in that in that hyper vigilant state because we all have that lizard brain that drives us when we are in that vigilant state um, we are constantly ready for fight or flight and, and oh, that, absolutely. yeah, and that has to be, I mean, think of some, some little, you know, three to six-year-old child, and, and then take that forward into teen years, when you're, you're always kind of on edge like that, it, it can't be comfortable. Oh, absolutely, Elaine. It's not comfortable for anyone, and it's not comfortable for adults either, yeah. they, but as adults, we have um, we have different ways of coping. Yes. So um, that's why it's different than children. Um, it's not necessarily better though, because some cope by with addictions. You know, um, so uh, they go into the stress mode to relax into something that's an addictive mode. I'm not sure that's such a great win, no. but nevertheless, when it comes to children, all children usually soak up everything that they can from the environment. That's how they learn how to fit in the tribe. And that's how they learn how to, you know, grow up in the environment that they're in. 
Um, when it comes to ex okay, extraordinary children are usually much more sensitive. So it's just exponential the way they soak up something, uh, the way their senses soak up things, uh, which often leads to overload. And which is why um, we, we have to care extra for these um, children and teens that they do have um, a balanced lifestyle, I would say, in the sense that they do get enough sleep and that the sleep is of quality. And you don't get quality sleep if you fall um, uh, asleep in your bed with you know, a, a, a screen in, in front of you, a phone or a tablet. A lot of teens, you know, they, they go and they're on the phone until the absolute last second. Now it's well known now that the uh, blue light is not good for our sleeping cycles, uh, for example. But, you know, without going into huge details, the exact, that's exactly uh, what you said. The fact that the attention, the attention is solicited, the, the sort of like uh, stressed um, kind of attention, because uh, when you're playing games, you're always on the edge. And when you're on the edge, you're stressed, you're in the fight or flight um, uh, configuration where you, you know, you just really, the body is like so, um, um, so stressed up that um, it starts malfunctioning, functioning less, which is why you can't, for example, focus that well or con concentrate, pay attention. Um, and this is, you know, a lot of exo kids are hyper-focused people. So when they're focused on something, it's like the whole world could fall apart. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I call them to, to the table when the food is ready, <laughs> even if they're just drawing or reading a book. Uh, so not to mention if it's the screen time, then it's, um, it's really difficult. I'm not saying no screen time. I'm saying balance. Yeah. I'm saying every day needs to mean that there is also downtime. There is time where nothing happens so that you can daydream. There is time for all of us to do that. And you lead by example. So parents also have to cut down on screen time, take time off, just sit, you know, and just do nothing um just have it have a hug <laughs> hug time and there are different ways to hug because believe me uh, uh there are different ways exo kids like to be hugged and the whole thing can be explored yeah. um because they are so sensitive to touch yeah. and not one is like the others you have to how does that child actually work? You know, how, what does it like? What does it not like? And it's the same thing for adults. I learned a lot about myself when I studied how my children were, were actually functioning. And I was like, oh yeah, now I get it. Why I just really don't like when it's very noisy. I mean, basketball um, practice for my my children are like excruciating painful for me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me get some earplugs. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Um, I go into the grocery store and lights, neon lights really, really bother me. 
Now I know that they, that's why I get so tired. So I just wear earplugs. I, still, I mean, I can still hear what's going on, but I'm not bothered anymore. So when I come back, I'm not exhausted. I go into um, um, you know, meetings the same way. Like now, I know. So when, when parents talk to me about their teenager and their kids, I'm like, okay, try earplugs. Try camp. Try quiet time. Don't have stuff on all the time at home. Don't fire 50 questions every five minutes because you're just overwhelming your kid. You know, take your time, slow down. And you know, it, it seems so simple, but sometimes it's the simplest things in life that actually do us really good. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I believe because. We have come so far from, you started this conversation about tribes and, and people not feeling part of the tribe. Well, we used to be tribes even within our families. We had extended family. No one was left, you know, solo handling a child or, you know, the, the young parents with little kids often had backup, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, what have you. We have now moved so far into the nuclear family that people are like tiny, tiny units and everybody has to sort of fill in for those additional pieces in the family that were often the buffers that gave the parents a little bit of a break or gave the kid a little bit of a break from the parent. Yeah. You know, because that, that's important too sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's kind of sad that we've, we, we've gone so far because we are so industrialized, we became, everything sped up so fast. You know, most, most families, many, many families have, uh, both parents are working, yeah, because it's a necessity. It's it's not a matter of choice, not wanting to be home. And quite often, I know, you know, parents feel bad about the fact that they're, you know, screen timing their child. That's sort of a, a babysitting device. But we got to remember that they too need that downtime. And sometimes it can be the only way that you can try to take a second for yourself. Which, oh yeah, which isn't good. And, you know, part part of the whole thing, I think, it tied up with that self confidence and self worth. I think what we need to have is empathy, because if we cannot empathize with others, then all the self confidence in the world is not going to help us, because we won't have the interaction that we all need. And, and that's, I think, a piece that, sadly, we're losing because every generation since forever, you know, always said, oh, I don't understand that next generation. Oh my God, I don't understand their stuff, what have you. But we're not making the attempts anymore the way families used to, to try and involve all the generations on a regular basis to be sure that everybody's needs were being met. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you, uh, Elaine. And I think um, perhaps we need to reconfigure and redesign um, the, the family units and the, I would say, communities um, uh, around, uh, around us because um, the society needs to change the way it, it uh, operates so to accommodate these um, single parents yeah. Um, that are in great numbers. The fact, as you're saying, that um, families don't meet up that often, or um, the, I would say the ties are much looser, yeah. uh, perhaps than before. And um, in, it's important to find new solutions and new ideas to accommodate um, these changes. And uh, of course, I always say that we have to start um, with ourselves and be responsible as adults and parents and see how do we function in our everyday life. And, you know, we all are very busy. Yeah. But um, for some, there is always time for yet another message, yet another Facebook post, yet another, you know, I'm not saying social media is bad. I'm just saying, you know, be careful that you don't let others steal away that precious time that you have. I sometimes, uh, social media takes away children and teenagers' childhood. I know teens don't like to say they're kids, but to me, they're kids. Yeah. Because it steals their time off. It steals dream time off drawing time, reading time, hanging out time, and guess what? Hanging out with adults. Because as you were saying, it's about interaction and, and empathy is also learned through interaction between you know, child and adult. Child, it could be the parent, it could be a, a benevolent caretaker. Um, but this is also where if you show empathy for your child and your team, they're gonna learn what it's all about and they're gonna show it back. So it's, it's really important. It's about how we show up in the world. That's how I believe we can change things around. How can we help our neighbors or in our community? You know, who needs help? If there's somebody that is struggling, um, they need, as you say, some time off for themselves. Can I take on board their child for an afternoon or for a few hours? How can I help out? There are a lot of um, communities that are starting now where they are multi-generational. They're not necessarily families, in, like they don't have blood ties, but they try to stick together multi-generational and help each other out. And I think it's a great idea. It's a great initiative to be able to do that oh, yeah. because it's beneficial for everyone as long as it's uh, with respect and, uh, you know, uh, appreciation and empathy. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, because I think every generation can bring something to the table. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that was always how we learned. That That's how species, animals even. Animals learn from the generations that came before them. You know, all of the all of the basics that we sometimes think we just intrinsically know, 
well, we do. It's, it's you know, it's uh, passed down from generations. Some things are, it's almost internal. You, you know, you, you grow up knowing because everybody else knew. It's like that, uh, what is it, the, the monkey thing. The monkey's on the island. One monkey learned to peel the banana. And within... Everybody. Yeah, yeah, all the monkeys know how to peel the banana. Well, we're at a point where we're into the third generation now that grew up with technology, that grew up with being surrounded. So the latest kids are coming in with an innate knowledge that those in, in my baby boomer group certainly do not have or did not have. And, and you know, people one generation past me, well, you know, they can remember a time when they didn't even have the luxuries that are, are now considered ancient artifacts like landline phones <laughs> that I grew up with. So there's always there's always that that cycle of growth and change and learning. I think what's happened and why we're we're kind of off kilter is that technology instead of coming in like the industrial revolution and taking you know a fair amount of time to get us any further ahead well in the last 20 years we have advanced so far mm. it's almost like another species oh it's true but we always have the choice and uh we have the choice so we can choose to decide when we want that technology and not let it rule our lives completely. So we can choose to turn off that phone or to not pick up that conversation because it's not urgent, you know. We can choose to read a bedtime story, play a game, just chat about the day. Um, we can do that and the rest of the time be super busy. That's fine. Um, but it's, it's important. I, I didn't know how to play because I grew up having to be grown up too fast. I didn't, you know, really relate to playing much. So for the longest time, uh, play for me was like, oh, what a waste, you know, uh-huh. I'm so busy. And then I realized with my kids, it's like, no, uh, there's something going on here. I need to I need to know more about this. And now, um, you know, we regularly do something together, where, and it's about playing because play allows you to tap into your intuition, your creativity, oh, yeah. your inner self. So it's actually a wonderful dimension and very important for, for every human yeah. being. Um, and one way to access it is is through play. And now. It's really wonderful because even though some of my kids are much older, we still find time to play backgammon or to yeah do something fun together, laugh, uh, and uh, I, and I love it because it 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 cuts us off from the everyday routine, and uh, it builds bonds, and it doesn't matter if it's not blood related people; it could be no. your friends, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, because those bonds are incredibly important. They, 
they actually instill safety and, and, you know, feelings of calm and, and feelings of belonging, which of yeah. course is so incredibly important. And yeah, belonging doesn't necessarily mean blood. No. And maybe that's what we can teach that with the new technologies that we have, that you can have bonds with people like we, you and I, we're not in the same continent. We're talking right this minute. Yeah. You can actually form friendship in many different countries. Yes. And thanks to technology, you can keep in contact, chat, have fun, watch things together, um, and, and create strong bonds with people, even though they're not in the same room. So that's really wonderful. We can show that technology for that is, is great. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you brought that up because it's not that we're just knocking technology. We're not. Okay. I, I love my tech toys. I, I'm, um, I guess I'm a little bizarre because as much as I, I totally love tech and getting to meet people all around the world, a number of which I have already followed up and gone and met them in person. So that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, the phone, as much as I love it, the phone does not enter my bedroom. The phone mm -hmm. is left at night. It's in the main living room or, or on the desk in the office because I don't think it's appropriate. And, and that became sort of a rule that the phone has certain hours because you can feel yourself becoming kind of a slave to, to the technology. And when you use it appropriately and you enjoy it without those, you know, extraneous pulls, making the choice to decide when the technology is useful is what I think we have to teach. Because um, I don't know about your kids, but I do know if you catch some child in the middle of a game and you turn it off, you better watch your fingers and toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to get very upset. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. sure. So it's better to define the rules at the beginning so that everybody yes. knows what's going on and they're not taken by surprise. But instead of, of um, you know, I think it's nice to suggest something else. Yeah. So, you know, you, you say, okay, you have this time now for your game. And then when you finish, why don't you and I do da, 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 you know, whatever they like yeah. to do together, you know, offer the opportunity for, for an interaction with the, yeah. with the child, with the, with the teen and, and, you know, something that they will appreciate, maybe um, something as old fashioned as uh, making a meal or baking a cake. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something very important special or unique it can be something very simple but offer the opportunity for interaction yes. um, I think that would be um, a good way to to do things differently so so both the parent and child for example can have their me time me ta the downtime tablet time phone time screen yeah. time I don't know whatever you want to call it and then you decide that after that we'll do something together. That's a nice balance. We're, we're coming back to balance again. And, and leading by example like that, I think makes much more of an impression 
um, when yeah. you're actually. I mean, I mean, if you're on, on your phone all the time, the child is going to be like, well, why are you, you on the screen all the time? Why shouldn't I, you know? So yeah. there again, it comes to responsibility child. And it's funny, we, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on parenting. This is just uh, what I experience every day. But, you know, I have so many parents come to me, oh, you know, my child this and my teen that. And, and sometimes it's just about having a simple conversation, looking at what, you know, how they behave as adults, the choices they're making or the decisions they're not taking because um, they, um, you know, try to defer and, and hope that things are going <laughs> to work themselves out. On their own. Yeah, work on their own. And uh, that's not how it works, <laughs> unfortunately. No, yeah. and, you know, that, that get, go, get along to go along or go along to get along doesn't really work in the end. But I think it's important, too, for the parents, as the adults, you have to show the children that it's their choice. You make a choice Absolutely. to be positive. You make a choice to do a good thing. You make the choice to balance your life. And, and I think that's critically important uh, because, uh, um, you know, I was saying something about, about being bored and, and quite often kids will say they're bored. You know, they have nothing to do where I'm bored. Being bored is not the end of the world, but even being bored, you can still make the choice to be happy. Oh, absolutely. I, lo I love that, Elaine. Um, that's very important. And um, we're coming back to choice. And uh, as soon as you, one can, it's great to have children understand um, that they are responsible for how they feel, how they act and react, and, and give them the tools to be able to do that, obviously, is, is, is key, too. And for the teens, um, I mean, honestly, it's like with the adults, because a lot of adults feel miserable, unhappy, depressed, yeah. sad, um, angry. And, you know, there is a choice. And the choice is that um, you can also decide to feel otherwise. And there are tools for that, too. So Absolutely. And it, it's not, I don't think either one of us are saying that other emotions are good or bad. Okay, there are times where you can feel angry and and it can it can serve a purpose it can take you on to great discoveries it's not allowing that emotion to take over you you always need to be in a place of choice i believe and and we need to teach kids that that they are responsible to to decide on their own emotions yeah, absolutely. And give them the, the means to do, to make those decisions, obviously. But yeah, yeah oh, I totally agree with you. Yep. Well, this, this has been incredible. And I, I do thank you very much because I know that you're six hours ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So um, the time is uh, much later for you. The one thing I always ask my guests for at the end of the show I'd like you to perhaps leave the audience with one little nugget, uh, something they can implement in their lives immediately, either personal, business, or perhaps for their children. All right. 
Okay, so I'm gonna suggest a very simple exercise that you can teach your children Perfect. that allows um, things to sort of calm down. And um, you simply close your eyes and you breathe a free breath, just very calmly. And you imagine that from the bottom of your spine, you imagine that you have a stream of light going down to the center of the earth. And as you're doing so, you're anchoring yourself. You can even imagine if you want to play with children that they become like a tree trunk with roots going all the way down to the center of the earth. And then you just take a few breaths, feeling this way. Feeling like everything in your day is just settling. A bit like the dust when you've moved it around and then you just let it settle again. And that just grounds us. And now when you're grounded, imagine that you're looking behind your closed eye and decide to take back your energy from all past events, people, places, times. And you should feel that you're more, most, uh, more focused behind your eyes. And then, you know, you can just decide to open your eyes again, but it, it will settle you down and get you focused again if you've been a bit unnerved or if you've had a, a tough day. Um, when you're ready to do your homework or go into a next meeting and you sort of need a breather, but you don't really have time to, you know, listen to relaxation exercise or whatever. You can do this anywhere, you know, except when you're driving, obviously, yeah. and operating machinery. Yeah, <laughs> don't operate that, heavy machinery. It's very quick. Um, it's probably going to go totally unnoticed, even in public situations. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Isabel. You're welcome. We, we also want to make sure that um, we know where people can reach you. And we will be putting up the links to Isabel for her BXO TV and for XOKids.org. Uh, where else can people get in touch with you? Well, it's the easiest way to get, get in touch with me is those two or um, you can also look me up on, on Facebook and message me if you want to reach out for me. It's a very easy way to, um, to get in touch with me. And um, I have a wonderful tribe of EXO leaders. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome. And that's a Facebook group and uh, we can't wait to have you there. And we know that all of those links and more will be available down below on the page so that you'll be able to connect with Isabel in whichever way you choose. 
This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Isabel. I so appreciate having you here. My guest, Isabel Giraudet, a multi-potentialite <laughs> who is shedding her light all around the world. And so I am so appreciative. Of Thank you so much. Thank you, Elaine. It's been an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure to be oh. with you on this show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Glamopreneur with True Social Media and the host of BBP TV show. Until next time, make your day amazing. Mm -hmm.